Remember, rough draft. Yeah. Okay. Well, well, you're supposed to have like a trendy intro. Trendy intro? Where's y'all song? Good you guys morning. Have no, we do not have intro music. <sighs> Maybe you could work on that for us. Okay, I'll think about it. Find us, find us some music. Um, do you have to pay for that? You have to pay for that. No, there are free songs. There are songs that are that either the copyrights run out or they're kind of like stock True. photos where they're just available. Like, for example, like YouTube, they offer their creators uh, a library of, of music that can be used without licensing. Um, iMovie, for example, has music in there that you do not have to worry about. Can you edit it? On. Edit it as in how? Like mash things together? Yes. Okay. Yeah, it's basically they're just they're giving you resources and you can do with it what you will. So we could theoretically make up intro song just based on whatever. We could also like hook up with like a SoundCloud artist and be like, we'll promote <laughs> your music. Give us an intro. So like a Houston rapper. I think hey, that's what we should do. Hey, there's lots of them. I think that's exactly what we should do. Um, I'm sure there's a client that uh, – Yeah, a well, a that's that would be the final thing. It's kind of getting someone that might have access to music that we already have access to. Because after all, we surely don't do this for the money. We do it for the network and meeting all the great people. <laughs> so, uh, Hello, everybody. Uh, I'm sitting down with the amazing Adriana Moreau. Um, it's quick. Carmichael now. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> But Morel's my middle name, since I didn't have one before. Okay. Adriana Morel Carmichael. I I did, but I forgot, and now I do remember (laughs) that. Adriana, no middle name, Morel Carmichael. (laughs) Man, you know what's funny? I, like, you know, okay, Kelly, Kelly Vance. Yeah. Married Brian Gamble. So it's it's technically now Kelly Vance Gamble. Yeah. But I still want to call her Kelly Vance. Of course. And I feel... I'm being disrespectful. I said Kelly Gamble, which I realize is not disrespectful. Like, that's a name. Calling you Adriana Carmichael is not selling your morel life short. No. But I don't know. And I also don't care. Okay. Well, that's true. That's, <laughs> you're pretty easygoing <laughs> as a person. Adriana Carmichael is sitting down with me today. She's in town for the winter break along with her husband, Avery, who may or may not have skipped out on working out at 830 this morning. We're, typical. We're, yeah, typical Avery. Uh, he will definitely not be listening to this, so <laughs> that is fine. Um, he's still a very supportive husband, just in his own ways, um, and he's a great man for it. So uh, Adrian and, and Avery are in town for the winter break from Denver, Colorado, and if you want to hear more from Adriana, she was just on CNT episode 34 with Joel and I, kind of uh, reminiscing over the long history of Black Wolf and uh, our lives together. Um, but here we have a great opportunity because uh, Adriana, Adriana and I have, I don't know, I, d- I don't know what the term kindred spirits means, but we <laughs> tend to um, see things very similarly. We also are very willing to have uh, discussions on topics that um, some may shy away from. And so today what we're going to look at specifically is nutrition mm-hmm. and uh, <coughs> nutrition as it relates to mental health. It's going to be a very, very surface level conversation. We are not going to do this for two or three hours. We're looking for a 20 minute talk here. Um, but, and we'll get into why this is, this is relevant and as well as why I think Adriana is the, the perfect person <laughs> to uh, unpack these ideas with. But basically, we're looking down the barrel of 2019. 2019's coming in a couple of days. We're recording this on Friday, December what, 28th? Yes. Probably 28th. 
roughly December 28th, whatever the Friday after Christmas in 2018 was, that's the date we're recording this. And that means that the first is next Tuesday. Okay, so right around the corner. And with the first, there is going to be a push for all sorts of nutrition programs, fads, trends, whatever you want to call it. You're going to be told, don't eat this, but you should eat that. If you eat acai berry, then you'll be skinny. And you, if you eat fried avocado, you'll live for forever. But if you eat bread, you'll die. Um, and so, you know, all sorts of weird stuff is about to come out and be pushed on social media. Um, and what's not going to happen, what I assure you you will not see, is a lot of advertisements for eat real food mm-hmm. and keep your mind right. And so what I want to push right now is in 2019, eat real food and prioritize your mental health. Make sure that you're taking care of yourself mm-hmm. and not sacrificing your well-being for the theory that you might have a six-pack someday. Um, because as we'll discuss, you could be making some very big sacrifices unknowingly that are going to lead to what will amount to basically a breakdown of some in some capacity, mm-hmm. whether it's mental or physical or, or maybe both. even both. And so, Adriana, a little background on you. So she was in Houston for most of her life. 25 years. 25 friggin' years. Uh, went to Rice. So she Oh, wow, yeah. I forget I went there. Yeah, <laughs> smart kid. Smart cookie, this one. Um, and uh, once she graduated, she was, she was here working as a teacher. Mm-hmm. You were Yes Prep? Yeah, I did Teach for America. Teach for America. Um, And then she was an athlete uh, starting at Village CrossFit and then District H CrossFit, then Black Wolf CrossFit. And then she became a coach in 2015 at Black Wolf. And then she moved out of Houston uh, after 25 years in the summer of 2016. Correct. And she's never looked back. (laughs) And so now she finds herself living with her amazing husband in Denver, Colorado, and living her best life, even if I wish that best life was here. <laughs> but hey, that's fine. We're making our way back. Can't be selfish. You say that, but I think you just tease me. Hey, Wyoming, Denver's a little more south. You are getting closer. <laughs> but, it, you know, it's funny. Your husband's very hard to read. <laughs> I don't know if you know that about oh. him. I'm not sure you're aware. The monotone voice doesn't give everything it's, away. It's, it's difficult to see his enthusiasm <laughs> for discussions like, Hey, Avery, will you ever come back to Houston? <laughs> And it's hard to tell if he's saying yes just to shut you up <laughs> or if he's excited to come back or if he wants the conversation. Yeah, it's mainly I think he wants to shut you up. Just be like, yeah, 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 we'll be back. Be quiet. <laughs> um, but yeah, maybe theoretically someday they will return. But during that, what we want to get to specifically, because obviously with all that, we could we could discuss so many things. So many. Uh, I mean, your evolution, your growth as an athlete, um, you know, you don't well you might still do it a little bit jerking the bar from your chest not your shoulders you know things like that um doing a full circle if there was more than three shoulder overhead in a set <laughs> you would just rotate slowly uh she would face the front for the first one and by the fifth one she was sideways and if she kept going she might have <laughs> gone all the way around i um, was actually going to bring that up in the previous podcast yeah. a memory of 20 jerks at 105 twice in a workout yeah let me just tell you <laughs> my chest has never been bruised (laughs) (laughs) like that day i mean adriana really takes the like (laughs) let the bar come all the way down across the boobs like like if adriana's coaching you ladies you better have boobs because if you don't the way she does it it's gonna slide straight down slide straight down um but that's that's always a great memory of poor front rack position 
Um, Only in the overhead. Yeah, that's, but that's what makes it more frustrating. <laughs> if you're front squatting, you're perfect. <laughs> front squatting, you knew exactly where the collarbone was. You knew exactly where the bar went against the neck. And as soon as it went overhead, you're like, does it go eight <laughs> inches down the body? Should I lift it from my bicep? You know, whatever. But um, we're not going to talk about that. We're nope. going to talk about nutrition. Sure. Because, and this will be a relatively serious conversation. Yep. In 2016, you discovered one of the online or nationwide, now worldwide, kind of nutrition programs. Yeah. Um, before that we had played with nutrition kind of whether we were experiment experimenting with paleo. Mm -hmm. I don't know that we ever got to any sort of numbers. So <clears throat> I did one or two like paleo challenges through the gym previous to my L1. And then when I took my L1, they do the nutrition seminar. Um, and that's when I, I had heard of zone before. Right obviously like through seminars so if you have not been to an l1 or have not kind of looked into crossfit and i would say now when i went and took my l1 the second time when i re-upped yeah i don't think they talked about zone oh really yeah i think they oh, that's interesting they got at least they didn't when i went in 2011 shri chan went deep D yeah deep 2016 they did not. Okay. They talked about paleo. They, I mean, talked about the whole foods <clears throat> for sure. Mm -hmm. But I think they've already stepped Deviated. away from that. Yes. Okay. So in twenty. Continue. Sorry. No, it's okay. In twenty fifteen. Oh, they I meant to interrupt because what is zone? Like, kind of give a. So in terms of the macronutrients that you're eating, so every food is either made up of carbs, proteins, or fat, or a combination thereof. Um, and they kind of broke down how to balance each of your meals to have a certain, pr certain proportion of carbs, proteins, and fats so that you are supporting your athletic adventures while not supporting body fat. Correct. So all about fueling your body while also being conscious of the quantity that zone, you are creating. Zone took care of, so in the fitness in 100 words, the mm -hmm. first sentence is about the quality of the food. The second sentence is about the quantity, quantity. and zone took care of the quantity. Correct. Gotcha. And generally quality. There is in the journal like list of quote-unquote good carbs right. versus quote-unquote bad carbs, right. et cetera, et cetera. Um, so that was the first time I had really – I had to dive into the numbers a little bit because in the test in the L1, they test you on they tested me on the numbers in terms of what's a block of carbs yep. versus a block of fat. Man, I do not. Now I know it for sure yeah. wasn't in 2016. 2011, I do think I remember the nutrition being mm -hmm. like that. Mhm. Mm Man, that was a long time ago. Yeah. So, that was my first exposure to actual numbers related to food. Um so I came back from my L1 in Austin and just like started tracking my food so very similar to the the bingo that y'all are going to do in january right. i just like got my fitness pal and just like ate what i ate and saw what the numbers were mm -hmm. and i specifically remember one sunday where i came to open gym and i had eaten breakfast and it was 70 percent fat because mm -hmm. i had eaten eggs with some sort of beef and mm -hmm. an avocado right and i was like oh my gosh yep l1 said x y and z in terms of fat my breakfast alone is this. Right. So I had come back in October through the open that year. I was tracking my macros in terms of zone on my own. Right. Um, and that's when I was attempting my first pull, my first muscle ups, blah, 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 blah. Lost a little weight. Mm -hmm. By no means 
leaned out. I was like, I'd gone from 135 to 130 mm-hmm. and had been zoning six days of the week. Okay. After the open that year, I had, I wanted to like, quote unquote, dial in my nutrition a little bit. Right. And there were people at our gym and at other gyms using online coaching, online nutrition coaching, which took the numbers out of my hands into someone else's hands where they would then prescribe me a certain amount of carbs, proteins, and fat each day. So for those that don't know, they're still widely available. Um, uh-huh. Some more reputable than others. Uh-huh. Some doing better jobs mm-hmm. than others, of course. But basically, the programs are the same in that you're going to hire them, you're going to pay a monthly fee, and they are going to. And some have contracts. They want, and and there's two sides of that they want a commitment. Mm-hmm. You know, you can't guarantee nutrition in a month. Three months is kind of that minimum, kind of viable dosage of of nutrition in order for you to really see changes. But uh, basically, the premise is the same. You pay a f- monthly fee. You have a coach. Mm-hmm who you correspond with, you have access to for a specific number of correspondents and they generally like big picture, they're going to send you numbers yes. weekly or tell you if you're changing your numbers, yes. staying your numbers. And you basically, your jobs record your food, their jobs say good job, bad job, change this, go on. Okay. So that's the premise. And we might get in, we might have some time to get into the, the shortfalls of that. But just to give you an idea of what she's talking about in terms of the national programs, like that's if you went out right now and Google nutrition, that's probably what's going to be offered to you. Yeah, for sure. So then I transitioned into that where, yes, numbers were assigned to me. I did check ins with my coach about how I was doing physically, how it felt, how I was feeling, if I was hungry, et cetera, et cetera, what I struggled with in terms of like, how to track cooked chicken versus raw chicken. Right. Um, and it all started like very surface level um, and pretty easy. Um, and when you started this, if I recall correctly, yes. I don't know why this sticks out in my mind, but I think we had done a nutrition challenge recently relative to when you started mm-hmm. this because I recall you starting that challenge at 131 and you finished like 128. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I think, and I, I that is burned in my memory because of how much weight you ended up losing, and especially after you moved and you, uh-huh. and we'll get into those details, but I, I do remember 128 being on that scale towards the beginning yes. of this. Yes, 100%. And how tall are you? I'm 5'3 and a half. 5'3 and a half. So like 128 for what we do with muscle being celebrated, not trying to be shied away from, at that time, I, even for you, I think at that time before we started this, we were pretty happy there. Yeah, 100%. Pretty happy. Like, we didn't think – there was no real body dysmorphia. Nope. There was no, like, oh, man, I'm, I'm chubby. There was no, no. – at that time, at least you had not communicated to me. I did not feel any vibes from you that you were unhappy nope. with where you were at. And so my impression at the time was you were taking on this next step as a next step because this is what athletes do. Right. Athletes get coaches that can help them specifically – and with the intent not of losing weight, but nope. of being the best version of yourself, yep. which does mean, sure, a little bit of leaning. Like, hey, what would it be like if I actually had a six-pack? Right, like, right. What would it be like a resting six-pack? Mm-hmm, you know? mm-hmm. um, and so those were at least my impression of why you began. 100%. Okay. So the where, how did it go? Because I, I wanted to interrupt and ask, like, okay, you say they, they asked about your well-being, 
But maybe we should save that because I think that's going to be the bulk of the conversation towards the end of this. So just go ahead, and w- go, a- go ahead with, sorry I interrupted. No, it's okay. How did it progress? And then also keep in mind, you were in Houston for the start. Art, yep. But then you quickly find yourself in Rock Springs. Yes. Which, for those who don't know, is not a metropolis. <laughs> it's not a thriving Thriving. city of many things to do and great personalities. Mm-hmm. So you went from Houston, a friends group, a network here, a gym, to Rock Springs where Avery was working right after after you got married. Before you before f- got married. Before you got married. I got we got married the following March. That's right. Came back, got married. Um, so before y'all got married. How do you even fr- when y'all got serious? <laughs> it only took eight years, ten years, twelve years to get serious. Um, you moved to Rock Springs mm-hmm. away from any sort of network, any, any sort of any support, sort of away from any sort of empathy, ev- so <laughs> even in your own house. <laughs> it was like the perfect storm because I had transitioned into online coaching. I was coaching at Black Wolf. I was ending teaching, so I had told them that I wasn't going to come back, and I was not working out in the classes as much. So when I was coaching, there was still, like, a expectation that the coaches worked out at least once a week in the classes. Right. So I was still doing that, but I had also transitioned into doing separate online programming for my workouts. So not only was I ending the career that I thought I was going to do the rest of my life, mm-hmm. I was planning on moving for the first time in my life, mm-hmm. and I was no longer participating every single day in the community that I loved. It's a lot. It was a lot. It's a lot. And all of that was happening while someone else was telling me what to eat every day. It's mm-hmm. a lot. <laughs> Goodness gracious. <laughs> So I would say the first three months of the online coaching were very neutral, very fine. Um, I think within the first week, people had already been asking me what I was doing differently. Right. Like instantaneously. Yep. Um, my body reacted very quickly. Yep. Absolutely. Um, and I would say the first three months were very neutral, very fine. I didn't really think about food that much. I was like, oh... Got to eat this, got to eat that. Right. Going to support my workouts. I felt great. Um, like PR'd my Murph, blah, 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 blah. Right. After the three-month period, I could see the switch happening where it was no longer about supporting my well-being and supporting my workouts to I am thinking about food a lot. Okay. I... I'm not feeling as strong as I used to feel. Mm -hmm. I am feeling very lethargic during the day. I am not sleeping well. And with that transition, it was also when I had moved to a new state. Right. To a completely different culture, a completely different world. I was at a new gym, coaching at a new gym. I was not working out with the class. And I could feel myself turning inward more and more and more. As someone who like is very type A, very black and white, and very obliger personality, I used my, my food and my relationship with food to ground me in like a pretty chaotic transition. Right. 
Right. Is your constant. It was the one thing that went with you. It was the one thing that I felt like I have control over this. Mm-hmm. I think this is good for me. Right. And like pretty egotistically, like physically, mm-hmm. if you looked at me, I looked quote unquote what a CrossFit coach. Sure. Or, like, what a fitness enthusiast, what, like, very shallow view. Sure, 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 sure. You had, more, uh, you had a little bit more definition, like, the, the strike, the, the muscle striation. <laughs> you know, the things that people on the surface will praise. Right. And as, they'll be like. As being right. Mm-hmm, like, oh, sh- for and sure she's you, a coach. If, if you went from not having that striation to having right. that striation, then why? Uh, surely it's a good thing. Right. Surely you're now doing it right surely. and you weren't doing it right before. Yes. Because now that you can you know you have access, then why would you Never. ever wish to not do that? And like the positive praise and the positive feedback from people though it is well intentioned. Yes. Always well intentioned. Like, oh wow, like you're looking great today. Like, oh I haven't seen you in a couple weeks. Like what are you doing? Like what is different? Again, super well intentioned. That gets internalized to me. Like, if I don't look like this every single day yep. or every single moment of every single day, yep. what are they going to think when I come back Right. and no longer have that six-pack? Mm-hmm. So, honestly, it was like the perfect storm. Right. How long did you last? So, you moved to Rock Springs July 4th, 2016. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You stuck with the online program till when February 2017 2017 yeah and then what when did it creep into your mind that maybe we had made some sacrifices that were not setting us up to lead our best life no matter how much we were physically looking better quote unquote again be very intentional here mm-hmm. that and I, I think that this is a, this is the first kind of important thing like there's different body types mm-hmm. for sure there are people that carry muscle that shows mm-hmm. relatively easily but for the most part generally speaking to be like what i would call stage ready meaning mm-hmm. like kind of bodybuilding mm-hmm, mm-hmm. like when you were and i mean what did you get down to weight wise yeah so i came back in december 2016. Was it 112? So I got a a body scan in December 2016, the day I came back. I was at 112, 8% body fat. 128 to 112. 128 to 112. And again, at 128, you you looked good, you moved well, Mm -hmm. you were strong. Goodness gracious, 16 pounds. Mm -hmm. And like 15% body fat difference or something like that so that was like one eye-opener because the the person who did my body scan was very surprised by my results Mm -hmm. she asked me if i was a bodybuilder she asked me what my nutrition looked like she said i had been the leanest person that she had seen um etc 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 right another like and this is all, again, in retrospect. When you're in it, it's very hard to... Oh, absolutely. ...kind of navigate all of this. 
another like moment was when I went with my family to try food for our wedding, do like a food tasting right. for our wedding. I didn't taste any of the food. Yeah. Why, Adriana, why did you not taste any of the food? Just in case people are missing <laughs> what you're saying right now. So taste, going <laughs> by the way, taste. Have a bite. Why I did you not take a bite of, of the food? food? I could not let go of the numbers. As someone who thrives under following rules, right. excelling, mm-hmm. and getting that positive feedback from others, and this sounds very silly saying it out loud now, like I couldn't quote unquote track those numbers. Right. Like I, I, I didn't know how many carbs or proteins or fat were in this little tiny appetizer or this piece of cake. Right. So I had everyone in my family taste the food and I sat there and was there. Right. But didn't participate or really like pick out my own food for the wedding. For my wedding. For your wedding. <laughs> for your wedding. <laughs> Nobody else's wedding. For your wedding. And again, it was like a perfect storm of context. Like my personality lends itself to being very black and white, right. very extreme, right. all or nothing. I would never blame anyone or any program. No, you wouldn't. But I I took it to like to the T. Yep. To dot every I, cross every T. And I think you you've really touched on something there where it it was a confluence of events. Mm-hmm. I mean, all that stuff happening and and I think that it does play to, and again, I don't think it's necessarily who, like at the time, the the course, the coach you were corresponding with. I don't think it was their fault. Nope. I don't think it was the program's fault. Nope. Um, I also don't think it was your fault. I think it, again, the who is to know this mixture of events would would lead to the, the 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 way the variables align that day or that period of time, because had your numbers been different. Mm then meeting the numbers would have been fine. Right. You know, had your coach had more access to your inner self, which I don't know how you could ever do that via email right. without meeting somebody, without truly knowing, and especially knowing that those programs were growing mm-hmm. so fast at that time mm-hmm. that I'm sure those coaches were inundated. They were just being assigned athletes. Mm-hmm. Like, hey, you got this new person from Houston. Hey, you got this new person from New York. Hey, you got this new person. Here are their base numbers. Email them. Start the questionnaire. And not to mention that as with any job, I would like to think that every coach that takes that job takes it very seriously. For sure. Wants to build relationships, and I'm sure some do, but I'm also sure even the best intention has the days where they're just like, all right, did you meet your numbers? Yes, keep going. going right. You know, whatever. Um, how much did they press you on, hey, how are you really feeling? Right. And, and how aware, because you've grown aware, but you've already said it in hindsight, in the moment – and you, I liked what you said earlier. You began to see, but it didn't mean you made changes. Right, absolutely. And that's a lot of us. And that's most of us in any – I'd say all of us to some degree in at least one endeavor in life, we see something's wrong. Mm-hmm. I think relationships are really easy mm-hmm. because you go, man, I know this isn't right. And then you stay in it for mm-hmm. another year. Mm-hmm. You know. Um, but food's a great example. I know I'm not eating well. Mm-hmm. I really want to change, but I don't change for another couple months. Right. Um, for me, it reminds me of alcohol. I – I knew I needed to quit drinking really early on 
it took me a second DWI and going to jail and losing my career. And then I still didn't quit drinking until like eight months after that. And so, but I saw it. Mm-hmm. I felt like I was being held hostage. I was mm-hmm. being forced to watch me live my right. life. And the whole time hostage me is going, don't do that. Don't do that. You're unhappy. You're unhealthy. You're wrong. But I couldn't change. Right. I could not yeah. change. Um, and so I, I think your story is really, really powerful. Um, what, why did we finally, cause, okay. So you said you quit or you, you pulled away from the program in February of 2017. Mm-hmm. That's also when you got, no, you got married in May, May? The March. March. Yeah. But so before the wedding though. Yeah. Yeah. Did the wedding, you're not a normal woman, but we all fall prey to uh, societal yeah. norms. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. How much did the wedding dress play into this? Less than I was expecting, okay. for sure. Um, I think it, like, that was a thought in my brain, for sure. But it was more, it was more about, like, what, how did I perform and look in the gym? Yeah. That was, like, on my mind more. Especially, like, that's when the Open is happening, blah, blah, right. blah, blah, blah. Um, So, sure, I wanted to look quote unquote good for the wedding. And like I had done wedding fittings in November and December when I was probably my leanest of my life. Right. Um, but I finally pulled away because I, f- I felt like a zombie. Yeah. Um, an actual zombie. Um, you, and you had a little bit of a zombie look to you yeah. as well. You weren't looking your best <laughs> yeah. in my humble opinion. So I, didn't want to feel like a zombie at my wedding. Right. So that's when I was like, it's, it's time to reach out to a mental health professional. Mm-hmm. It's time to kind of end this relationship um, with the online coaching and kind of learn what it felt to like feel hungry again yep. um, and engage with others at meals um, and all of that. What... That mental health thing. Mm-hmm. You, you've always been, at least uh, in my experience with you, and compared to others, emotionally intelligent. You've been mm. in touch with your emotions, mm-hmm, in, mm-hmm. Tu- in touch with yourself. Things like, um, and I think it's from your work with kids. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, the environment you taught in, you had so many kids from different backgrounds, mm-hmm. and preparing them for college they were often coming from communities where college wasn't even a possibility Mm -hmm. and so dealing with kids whose expectations are all over the place i think you were forced to address kind of emotional and mental health Mm -hmm. and then but that again hindsight doesn't mean you were being staying in touch with yourself right and so it sounds to me and it seemed to me at the time that for you the physical Energy levels, appearance, it was the reason you started it. Mm-hmm. You wanted to perform better, you wanted to and then you wanted to kind of meet that standard of, of fitness. Right, right, right. Enthusiast. Mm-hmm. And then it also the physical signals were also what got you to wake up and realize, okay, I've gone too far. Right. You didn't feel like you looked good. You had crossed the line. Oh, yeah. There's a point of you got there's diminishing returns. Yeah. yeah. There's <laughs> diminishing returns. 
and you also stop feeling good. Mm-hmm. So you couldn't pr- – now, now you've done all this work, but now the performance is dwindling and your appearance is dwindling. It's not that you don't have definition, not that you don't like physically like musculature look good, but you just don't look happy. Right. Like sullen. Mm-hmm. And I remember the few times you came in during that time period, I saw you and you were not – you have an energy about yourself mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and that was gone. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And again, let's also remember, you're still in Rock Springs. Yep. You're still alone. Yes. Avery's working all day. All Like, gone at 5 a.m. And for those that forget about the north, sunrise, sunset, a little bit different up there. A little different. So, there is sunlight, but not much. The, 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 the nights are longer. Mm-hmm. And I feel that here. Yeah. When the days get shorter. I feel depressed mm-hmm. just in the fact that it gets dark at 6 instead of 7 mm-hmm. kind of thing. So being up there, you're not with that one person in the whole town, whole state, whole region that cares about you. Yep. And then when you are, it's already dark. He's already tired. Life is already over. Mm-hmm, you mm-hmm. know, it's time for bed and reset. He's going to wake up, leave, and then you and the dogs <laughs> live your <laughs> life in Rock Springs. And so I bring that up because that's a huge factor here. Yes. Because I think that compounded this. Yes. And you'd already said food is what I can control. And I remember the episode of The Office where after Ryan gets arrested for uh, uh, fraud in the company and he comes back as a temp, he says he's doing six meals a day now. He finds that food is the only thing he can control because life went crazy. Mm-hmm. And so the only thing he focuses on, so he, he decides not to go to lunch mm-hmm. because he's going to eat his small meals. And at it resonates with me because when things get crazy, we do tend to double down on the few, the one or two things that we have outright mm-hmm, control on, mm-hmm. and then we don't necessarily control them in the healthiest ways. Um, when did the mental health, when did you realize that? When was it, yeah, okay, physically, maybe the physical was a signal, but when was it, I'm devastated right now. I'm not operating the way that I should be. My My... And I mean, again, people that have met you, you have a very unique energy about you that that fills a room. And for that to go away, mm-hmm. that's got to be pretty crazy. Right. It's kind of like your signature, <laughs> you know. And if that, what do you, ha- what do you have now? Right. It sounds crazy, but like, I feel it here when I when I am in a period of depression or when I'm burned out mm-hmm. and I cannot bring charisma to a class, it crushes me. Right. Because I know that's why people came. Mm-hmm. And I can't do it. Mm-hmm. And I want to. But it's like, again, being held hostage. Right. I cannot, because I have not taken care of myself, I cannot be the person I know that I'm able to be. Mm-hmm. So when did the mental health, because to me, I met when I saw you, there was a time where you had decided to begin stepping away, transitioning away, but you still were struggling with it. Um, I still remember a workout where you came back to Houston. I don't remember the time period, but it's towards the end of this, where it was hot as shit, and you were a, you wore a hoodie. <laughs> for the entire workout and i knew exactly why mm-hmm. and we had a conversation later that day i think we went to lunch or something or maybe we just talked at the gym and you had quit counting but now you were struggling you knew you weren't fat but it was really hard for you to not think you were fat or not think you weren't as lean as you should mm-hmm, be mm-hmm. And so I remember that period mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and you recognize it. You're able to say it. You gave it, you were able to say, it I know I'm wrong feeling this way, but I, I can't help but feel this way. And this is probably the most empathetic I've ever seen Avery <laughs> because he gave credit to it and acknowledged it. 
in his <laughs> way. And then he was done with the conversation and <laughs> moved on. But when for you, you, you talked about seeking a mental health professional yeah. and those things. When did that mental side come into it? And did that, is that what allowed you to really start making progress and kind of repairing your relationship yeah. with food? Certainly. Um, so I definitely think I am still in the reparation phase. I don't think. And it's been a year and a half now. Yeah, yeah it's been over a tr- o- almost, almost, two years. Two, almost two years. Um, so I think when my like scare quote unquote scariest times were when I said, I'm not going to track today. Like today there's no need to track. Like I'm just going to live my life right. and like l- listen to my hunger cues, do what I need to do that day. Right. When I couldn't control my eating on those days. Yes. And I would feel ill because of what I was eating. When that started happening four out of seven days a week. Right. That's when I was like, I'm not okay. Right. Because I had gone from one extreme to the next very quickly. Yeah. Wow. Very, very quickly. And I would, I wouldn't engage with anyone. And I know that was my body like physically telling me that it was seeking nutrients and fuel and all of that. Sure. But it was also mental. Sure. Like after going nine plus months where I didn't listen to my body to, okay, those numbers and those restraints aren't on you. Right. Again, my black and white personality, my type A, like why would I have one cookie Right. When there are 12. Absolutely. I ask that all the time. Then I'm serious. <laughs> I, I would, if you're an asshole to me, if you offer me like, like three Skittles, <laughs> what am I going to do with three Skittles? Where's the bag? Like, and I, I, it sounds, I mean that. Yes. It's how it was when I drank. If w- I didn't drink every, I wasn't, and that's why there's debate words. I am an alcoholic because that keeps me sober, but I didn't drink all the time. Mm-hmm. It was just that if you were going to offer me a drink, you better be ready. Mm-hmm. Because why am I? Because once I drink, I can't do anything else that night. Right. That was always my thought. Mm-hmm. I have now committed to, yep. to this because I can't have whiskey and then go work out. Right, right. So, like, this is now our chosen activity. Yep. And so, why one when there's six? Mm-hmm. You know, cookie. Why an, an Oreo? Hey, you want to have an Oreo? Shut your mouth. Absolutely. Where's the sleeve? You know? And so, I, compl- I completely get that. Completely get that. And I do think that's a type A thing. But it's – I think it's a specific type A thing. There are right. type A people that – but maybe it's it's focusing the energy. Right. Absolutely. Like this – like I – Brian Gamble bakes raspberries and almonds and calls it dessert. So – and he's hey. as type A as it gets. <laughs> so it was – it was, again, one extreme to the next. Like I – and I was like, quote, unquote, punishing myself. <sighs> there it is. Right? right? Like I ate a cookie. I didn't track it. I, I don't get to enjoy that cookie. Yep. Because those, there are numbers associated with that cookie, but I'm choosing to ignore them, and that's that's the quote-unquote wrong thing. Right. So let me punish myself by eating seven more. Right. And feeling very ill. Mm-hmm. And continuing that cycle. Right. So once that became, instead of that becoming like a quote-unquote cheat day, like that language, whatever. Right. 
and it, it again became my day to day almost. Yep. That's when I was like, all right, I no longer know how to fuel myself. Right. And the way that I'm talking to myself and the way that I'm using food is not healthy. Yeah. So that's when I was like, this is this is a much bigger thing. So what were the first steps? And they don't have to be real steps. Yeah. Kind of what was your first, was it scrap the numbers all the, like, and at first steps that you feel were constructive. We may have tried different things right. or, you right, know, right. kind of what you said, we went deep end the other way. Like, but when you finally kind of felt like you were taking steps towards progress, yeah. what did the first few steps look like? Saying out loud to Avery that I needed help. Okay. Yeah. That's, and it, we joke about that, but the first step is admitting you have a problem. Yeah. It really is. Like you cannot make progress in the, unless you can say that. And I think voicing it, mm -hmm. voicing it, writing it, whatever you can do in your head, it doesn't count really. Like mm -mm. we can think it, but it's, there's some, there's some sort of power to voicing it. Right. And ideally, yes, it's somebody else. Cause if you're going to say it to somebody else and that means it's very real, mm -hmm. but I even think if you could say it out loud to yourself, Oh yeah. If you don't have somebody to tell you, if you don't feel comfortable yet, it very well could mean you're not ready, but I think if you just say it to yourself, even if it's in the quiet of your own room, mm -hmm. I think giving voice to it is such a powerful step. 100%. So I, I voiced to him that I, this has gone out of control. Right. This is what I'm doing every day. Something needs to change. And then he helped me look up places in Rock Springs to talk to someone. So basically what we have here, admit you have a problem. Also, seek the counsel from people close to you. Mm -hmm. And in this case, it's your husband, which is really your only person <laughs> yep. in all of Wyoming. Yep. But in all seriousness, seek someone that you can be open with that has your best interest at heart and then seek professional mm -hmm. guidance and mm -hmm. help. Um, and then what would... What is your approach to nutrition today? What is mm -hmm. what is your ideal in terms of like you said, you feel like you're still repairing your relationship with 100%. food. One hundred percent. And so, th this year, looking at twenty nineteen, mm -hmm. if you were going to live your best life, what role does food have in it, and what is your approach to that food? Yeah, um, something that has stuck out to me, and I don't know if I heard it in a podcast or an article I read, um, but someone mentioned that your body is the least interesting thing about you. Wow. And that has like stuck with me weeks and wow. probably over a month now. Wow. Yeah. Because in my deepest. Wow. No, you could, un that's, <laughs> that's a deep one, folks. <laughs> Let that one roll around your noggin. Sorry, continue. Wow. <laughs> so that has stuck with me for a while now mm -hmm. because in my like deepest strictest nutrition my body was the most important thing to me right and i've told this to avery before like when it came to performance in the gym yep. versus like how many abs could you see that day right in my mind the number of abs were more important yep were you aware of that or was that like the That's truth now that the you truth back? now yeah because it all against him like i wanted to perform better in the gym Absolutely. i wanted to be healthier i wanted to like fuel my body but had the devil cornered you and said you can have abs you can get a two minute fran time i would pick abs yep 
I would have picked abs. So that's of like your body's the least interesting part about you. Yep. I want that to ring true in terms of my priorities. Wow. I like that a lot. I like that a lot. So how are you eating now? Are there numbers? No numbers. Do you... And you, me, you probably do, like, I, I would imagine even now, you, can, you it's hard for you to not look at food and oh. take a quick inventory of, like, yeah. all right, carbs, fat, protein, mm-hmm. and then probably keep a kind of a running number in your head right. for the day. But to be clear, I'm not sure that's a bad thing. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. Because, I mean, that's actually what the CrossFit or Fitness in 100 Words, mm-hmm. that's that second sentence. It, it wasn't meant to be, like, micromanaged. Nope. But you do need an idea. Mm-hmm. But do you feel, because... Even though I can say, okay, that's a perfectly healthy way to approach it. Do you feel like it's healthy for you right now where, with where you're at with your relationship? Are you happy with that balance that you found? Or do you think that you need to find a way to live without any numbers for a period of time? Which might be too far anyways because that's – who knows where we go from there. Absolutely. Um, I – I would love to be able to build a plate that I know will satiate me. Is that the correct terminology? (laughs) While also not being the reason why I don't engage with others. Okay. Because that, because food for the past two years has been a big reason why I haven't engaged with others. You know, I know it's not related to food, and I do want to. I want to kind of wrap this up. Mm. And I, I, I love. I think the the takeaway, the the number one takeaway, is that your body is the least interesting mm-hmm. thing about you. And so, to make mental and emotional and physical sacrifices to prioritize your body is short sighted, mm-hmm. because then you'll be left with nothing. Right. You'll have it, and whether it's somebody i don't know i think we all have that friend that was super beautiful but then you hung out with them for more than a minute and you're like this is the most bored i've ever been in my life and more great for beautiful people awesome 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 but i I think we understand that um sounds to me that the the another theme is that that need for connection yes 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 and both in our individual connections so that we can have people around us that will always make sure we're on the right path mm-hmm. and like make sure that when I do start to go too far one way, someone will be there to be like, hey, I'm worried mm-hmm. or hey, you haven't been yourself. But also that connection, genuine, not social media, not like genuine, authentic friendship could maybe al- – Maybe it's what's necessary to make sure our priorities, no matter how aggressive, are still healthy. Right. Because if we are prioritizing connection, then we're not going to go too far on any one thing because it would probably separate us from those people. And those people are what keep us alive, what keep us healthy, what keep us happy. Um, and in your darkest time, you were the least connected. 100%. In my darkest times, I've been the least, I've been the most alone, Mm -hmm. the most alone. Nobody knew, nobody understood, nobody could because I didn't give access. 
I didn't seek help. Right. I didn't seek connection. And we're not, and we're not even getting to therapy yet. We're just saying like friends, right? One family. Like I didn't, I didn't reach out. Wasn't open with the few people I did talk to, and I was isolating myself from ever forging any new connections. And so that your body is the least interesting about you. God, that's powerful. That's so powerful. Mm -hmm. I mean, and and that's not to say you shouldn't try to be healthy. Right. It's not to say that you shouldn't seek a healthy body weight, but it is to say that you should not sacrifice your well-being for it because then you're going to get to where you thought you wanted to be and find that it's not what you thought it would be. Absolutely. Things did not get fixed. If anything, things got worse. Um, Are you predominantly focusing on whole food nutrition now mm-hmm. oh, 100%. Like eat as much real food as possible yep. because when you get in those numbers it's not always about whole food no, to, to meet those not. numbers especially when fat gets dropped or carbs are high or or, or the worst is when they jack your protein up <laughs> so that they can say they gave you more food but your fat goes down or something yeah. like that so what do you even do there um so then you're really you almost have to go find artificial sources of food because yes. How to meet, yeah. meet those numbers. Um, so you're you're looking at trying to get real food in. Real food and cooking my food. Cooking your food. Okay. If if we go out to eat, are you bringing your meal prep with you? Not anymore. Okay. Okay. I remember that. <laughs> I remember that. Yeah. So I think cooking my food has been really big. Yeah. Um, and having something green yeah. at every meal. Okay. Has been really big. And I think I think the last thing would be if, if someone is looking because obviously there are people that are gonna need coaches to yes. help them. And they're gonna yes, they're I'm gonna need nutrition up. people yes. to yes. to give them guidance. But based on this conversation, it seems like the recommendation is to make sure that coach has a vested interest in your well being and isn't just checking a box. Right. And again, I would never blame anyone right. but myself for this. Like I was not honest with them. Yeah. And it is not anyone's fault. It's nobody's fault but your own. But at the same, same time, I, I, if I build this business I, and I build these classes, I have to build the environment where they can be honest. Right. And if they still choose not to be. Right. That, but yeah. I, ha- I do have to make an effort. It is not all your responsibility mm-hmm. as a client. Mm-hmm. I have to create the environment and even point out, hey, a lot of people lie here. A lot of people aren't forthcoming, right, aren't right, transparent. Right. I need to let you know what's at stake if right. you don't tell me the truth. Yep. And I'm not sure that these programs always go out of the way to do that. Also because they don't have time and they have so many people, mm-hmm. you know. But yes, I do think that sure, it's your your <laughs> fault that you weren't transparent. But I also think you were just playing the game the way that everybody played it. Right. Or I mean, yeah, the way that I perceived that the game needed you're to be You're the played. most transparent about your journey but you are not the only person that you and I know that has become obsessed with numbers Mm -hmm. to a detriment to their Mm -hmm, well-being. mm -hmm. Um, I think you did it to credit to you. You were the most hardcore about it (laughs) and you took it to the most extreme because you were so committed to it Mm -hmm. almost to a, I mean, actually absolutely to a fault, fault. but this is, this is prevalent. Mm -hmm. This is, this is a, a big thing. Yeah. And it always blew my mind when I'd see the social media posts from these programs that nobody ever, ever, ever mentioned mental health. Mm-hmm. Nobody ever said, hey, we've had kind of an issue with some eating disorders developing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, we want to – here's a module you can learn or right. here's a video we're going to put out right. about where you need to keep yourself in check. Um, and it always bothered me because I think we have a responsibility just as we have to teach people about things like rhabdo, about how to safely get out from under a bar, things like that. You know, If I'm doing nutrition, I have to talk to you about the negative things right. too. I can't just be like, yeah – 
cut the calories, you lose fat. After that, okay, well, yeah, but then if you get married, these numbers, then you're going to need – and then I'm going to tell you to eat more, and you're going to say no because no, you yep. haven't eaten more in a long time. And so we have to be very, very conscious of these very, things. Very, yeah. So for those seeking, yes, someone you trust, a community that feels supportive – And no, again, your body's the least interesting thing about you. Yes. And it's like numbers are not the be all end all or any, like any sort of, whether it's numbers, whether it's eat this, not that, right. whether it's high fat, low fat, high carb, low carb, right. It doesn't matter if you don't have the community around you. Absolutely to support you and we whatever. We get so committed to one month train of met- methodology, training method, whatever. Like this is the only way. This is the only way. It's not true. CrossFit's a great example. Yeah. People live and die by CrossFit. Yep. Hey, I own an affiliate. I've owned affiliates for eight years now. It's not the only way. Nope. You know what? People at Orange Theory, they're getting healthier. People at Memorial Park, they're getting healthier. Mm-hmm. Um. I think that CrossFit is the single most effective way to do certain things, like to, to get a general physical preparedness program going. I think it's the best way to do it, but it doesn't make it the only way. Right. And so if someone comes in and be like, this is all anybody should do, I would tell them they're wrong. Mm-hmm. That guy's a closed-minded approach. Um, if life ever pulled them away from CrossFit, what would they then do? They would be wholly unprepared for life. And that's anti-CrossFit. CrossFit, the whole purpose is general preparation. Mm-hmm. And so with nutrition, it's the same thing. You know, hey, if you're not eating low-carb, you're wrong. That's not true. It's not true at all. <laughs> you know, hey, if you're not eating low fat, you're wrong. Well, that's not true. Definitely not true. And so um, I do think whether we say like moderation, but that can be a, a <laughs> difficult topic. But it's just li- it's living your best life. It's being able to thrive. And it's not that there's not a time to lose weight. It's not that there's not a time to go without. But if you find yourself months on months on months into going without, Slippery slope. Breakdown's coming. Mm-hmm. You know, th- we have terms like burnout. We mm-hmm. have terms like breakdowns. But, like, we kind of play those up. And But they're real things. That's your body mm-hmm. and your mind telling you you've gone too long the wrong way. Yep. You have not been doing it the way you're supposed mm-hmm. to. Um, and it also means that you haven't been getting the uh, the reward or, or, yeah, reward for your labor, your effort. Because if I'm burning out because I'm working too much, it means my quality of work's dropping. You're dropping, yep. There's no one that burned out at the high. Like, he was peaking and he burned out. No. They were on a slow decline. And they just didn't realize it because it was so slow. And then they just, poof, couldn't make it anymore. Um, And so, this has been a great conversation. And I'm sure we'll have many more now that you know that this is easy to do. (laughs) And so, we will make sure to make more time um, and correspond from Denver. And hopefully, I will get up to visit very soon now that I know I need a break. but yeah, as people go into 2019, we'll we'll focus on making sure they know to be connected, find meaningful connections, okay, and cut out bad connections, faulty connections, and then we're gonna I'm gonna live on that quote: "Your body is the least interesting <laughs> about you." You don't want your body to be the most. Interesting. If, if your body was the most interesting about you, you are a very boring, boring person, and so I think that's so powerful. It's something we can be proud of. Definitely be proud of. Well, thank you, Adriana. Yeah, no problem. Anytime. Okay. Well, all right, y'all. That's it. I'm still not good at ending these, so (laughs) I'm just going to say we're done. Bye, y'all.